Now in the next few minutes. Prepare to dive deeper. Welcome to another episode of Dive Deeper. I'm your host, Victor Vasquez, and uh, today we're going to be taking a little bit serious, all the jokes aside today. Uh, We're going to be going over mental health. Uh, We're living in a really tough time right now. We're living in a a pandemic, you know, first time, you know, ever, you know, and not a lot of us know how to get through our issues and solve them. So today I'm joining, uh, someone's joining me through uh, via Zoom, Miss Georgette Van Vliet. Uh, How you doing, Miss Georgette? How you doing, Georgette? I'm great, Victor. Thanks for having me on your show. Me and George are going to be talking about how to get our, through our frustrations and how to just, you know, how to cope with what's going on right now. So talk to me about yourself first before we start in, you know, before we dive deep into your life, George. You know, what, what was your come up story? What, what, what makes you uh, through your social media? I love I love seeing through your social media. You post weekly your own challenges so you can show that other people that you can that you can actually do them. You know, you're not just preaching a word. You're actually doing what you preach. So uh, talk to me about your social media. How, do you, how did your social media work? Tell me about that. So, yes, I post daily, and I absolutely post things that I have personal experience with. Mm-hmm. And I'm not embarrassed by my daily challenges. And um, not so much now because I, I've worked so hard on myself. I work a lot on my own personal development. But I've really come a long way with my own depression, my own negativity, my own frustration in life. I was a very, very angry person for a long time. And I knew that wasn't living my best life. Mm -hmm. So I knew I had to find ways to overcome these things. And I did. I worked really hard at it. So I, you know, I've written books about it. I've written eBooks and I, and I post every single day because I feel like the things that I went through and the things that I go through, everyone's going through, but Mm -hmm. maybe they don't know how to overcome it. So that, that's my, that's my goal when I post every day. So now going now, now in the past, I, I remember in the past, you invited me to a few, you host like a few seminars and everything. And you do a lot of, you do a lot of stuff with relationships and everything. Yes. Yeah, so in the past, when we were able to see each other in person, right. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of, um, I did a lot of, of relationship workshops. I talked a lot about how to be healthy in a relationship. A lot, none of us, you know, especially if we've come from broken families or families where our parents were fighting a lot, we don't have a model for what a healthy relationship looks like. And I, and I can attest to the fact that my father was always angry before he left. Mm-hmm. He was always angry. So a lot of times I get that my anger comes from, well, I always saw my dad being angry. So it's a natural reaction for me mm-hmm. to, to, you know, to be angry in certain situations. So as I learned to be healthier in a relationship, to communicate what it means to be assertive, what it means to protect yourself with boundaries, like not being too nice to everybody and having them walk all over you. I started doing workshops and I've helped a lot of people. Now, now going, now going forward and through everything with COVID and, and you're, you're, you're striving and you, and you're honestly, honestly, you, you definitely have helped out a lot of people. And I love that you, you, you seek to help out people and you seek it just because you've been in that, your own circumstance yourself. And what I love is that, you know, that, what I think everybody else loves, especially when I'm like, if I'm talking to my therapist or I'm talking to someone in general, is a lot of people call it trauma bonding, but it's not really trauma bonding. I always call it like when you can relate to someone else's, you know, what they went through, you know, like, oh. like, like, look at you, you went through, you're like a, like an American dream story in my, and like when we, when we, when we, when we spoke about it, you know, you know, you, you don't, you don't seem like the person who had a, a, a you know, a troubled past, you know, you, you strive through that. 
adversity and everything and 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 you got to the place you are now and what what makes you think as an individual person that you stuck to your own path i have to tell you i feel like i'm very blessed i don't know what else to say i don't know how somebody can come to like my parents were immigrants you know i was born here they probably should never have gotten married they fought forever my father left moved back to greece when i was 12 years old it was very traumatic mm. my brother turned to drugs uh, was a severe drug addict died of an overdose i i've been through a lot of trauma but for some reason i for some reason even though this was all going on i was like okay i'm going to go to college i'm going to educate myself okay i'm going to get a job and for some reason through all i guess you know what i guess as i saw the insanity in my house i was trying so hard to find stability so when i got a job i was like i'm going to make this job work you know like when i got married i'm like i'm going to make this marriage work i wanted and i've done it i'm successful mm-hmm. in that i've turned everything around that all the craziness at home where i grew up i created the most stable environment for my son and for myself and it's not easy to do because it's especially coming up it's, especially from coming up from something where you didn't have that understanding and you and didn't also, have that coaching route and also how do you how can you be healthy when you're mentally unhealthy because mm-hmm. all you saw was unhealthy but you want to be healthy so i had no skills i was like how do you do this you know and i learned i read a lot a reading was reading is key reading absolutely makes you a leader in your life and that's mm-hmm. how i've led my life like i read really good books about self help about motivation inspiration and i okay i can use that tool i can use this idea mm-hmm. i can use this practice and that's something that a lot of people do today. that's something that a lot of people do is pick up to take the time out to read a book even if you're even in high school like uh they have us read like shakespeare books like the pit and the pen like uh no that's uh, edgar uh edgar allan poe but um they have us read these certain books right and they we always think like oh how are we gonna apply this to everyday life but it's just they're, the reason why they're giving us these certain books is just because they're giving us a different outlook in life and someone how someone else thought like they, it's such a universal book. There's, there's all these books I think are universal. Like they're timeless. I mean, yeah. like they're timeless. They're timeless pieces. That they're they're going to be around forever. And then like I read a book is uh it's called How to Be a Badass by Jennifer. Uh, I forgot I her last. Love that book. Yeah, yeah. And I love you know, and, and it got me through. I read it during the pandemic, and I have my whole closet door filled with post-it notes. You know, the more you give, the more you receive. And it's 110% true. Cause I thought about when I was building up this podcast, I was like, I'm sitting here and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm like, Oh, I want to be the best. I want to be a great podcaster. I want to do all this, all this. But I was sitting on a, on a stool and you know, I wasn't get, I wasn't putting in as much as I wanted. So I just thought about it. I was like, you know what? I just got to sit on it for two, three weeks. I got to really plan for it. I got to give, 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 really plan for it. And then it received, you know? And I'm like, thank God if I didn't have uh, I I pulled the name Dive Deeper out of a hat. And if I didn't have the name, uh-huh. this wouldn't be this wouldn't even be a thing. That's the one thing I'm really bad with is naming things. So I'm having trouble when I have kids. But uh but you know, we're you have living to Follow your heart. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd rather not have kids. That's following my heart right now. But oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> But uh you know, uh going forward how how you how are you trying to uh strive through covid and everything how are you trying to put together your franchise how are you trying to keep on you know producing everything besides social media you have any plans upcoming i am just i'm writing i you know i have several books on my website Mm -hmm. i'm posting videos every day i actually just got asked tonight to write another article for another magazine so things are moving along yeah things are moving along for me and like you just said it didn't just happen I've been working at this for years. So mm-hmm. as things come up and, you know, new opportunities, 
you know, I'm really excited about them and I take them and I don't let, believe it or not, I don't let COVID stop me. You know, Good. I just don't. That's, that's become I'm a lot of people's sorry. big excuse. Yeah. Well, it's also scary. It's also a real thing, died. you know. Yeah, yeah it is. A, and, and, and I feel a little guilty about that sometimes. I would never want to, I'm never going to not take it seriously mm-hmm. because people have died and it's an awful thing. Mm-hmm. But I am healthy. I take and you my vitamins. Strive. And you got to strive. Yeah. And you have to be of the, you have to be in this world and of this world. Hiding in your house, that's not living. That's it. And, so, and, and it's hard because we're all like that. We're all trying to get out of that that habit that we're all in right now. And that's that's something people are afraid to go into. Like I remember, I went to uh, some of my little brother and sister the the uh, at the American Dream. Uh, you know the uh, okay. the mall. Mm-hmm. Went to like little carnival place, and then um, I was just like nervous to bring them in public and around just so many people, just because like I haven't been in a crowd in that big in such a long time. But you know what I got there? You know, I had my little anxiety attack prior, but and then I, when I got there, I just took a breath and then you know, I just made sure the kids had a good time. But it just it's, it's weird how we're all just, you know, so paranoid now. And how, how do you think like what do you besides besides like the, the media and the news? Like what do you think it is in everybody personally? Cuz everybody's saying, "Oh, like I don't listen to the media." Everybody doesn't think they have a problem. But I think everybody right now is I think everybody right now is in is in distress. Honestly, I think everybody doesn't really know, and some people hide it. You know, people like they go to the gym and do this. They're doing. They're trying to live their everyday. They're like zombies. You know, they're trying to do their everyday life the same way they were before. But there's just something that's not the same, and that's something that I'm trying to learn right now. So, what do you think? What do you think are some ways that we can get through of just getting back outside? Well. Uh, getting back outside, right? Getting out, you know, Mm -hmm. I walk every day. I try to be outside every day. I try, you know, again, you, you, you want to use good judgment. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I've been eating at restaurants, you know, they're not at full capacity. You know, I, I, you know, I, I go out with my friends. I, I do things. I've been doing more and more because what I'm finding is by staying home, I'm getting depressed. Mm-hmm. I'm getting lazy. I am getting so lazy. Like I'm just laying around. Just doing nothing, I'm not looking at the sky. And right? I know it's insane. And that's so unhealthy. You know, it's there's so many unhealthy things happening. But I do think we have to use our judgment. I do think that really, I, I'm going to stress to everyone. My doctor, my doctor, treated patients since March. Nobody in his office got sick. He didn't get sick. He lives by vitamin C, zinc. Mm-hmm. Vitamin D, taking care of yourself, getting enough sleep, and a lot so of a lot of the news you- weren't telling us what these things that we should be doing, and you know, and this right. is the stuff that we should be doing now and proceed. And don't just take a vitamin C pill tomorrow, and then you think you're going to be good for next week. Just you know, right. stay on top of your body. Your body's the most, and the body's the only thing that's going to get you through your life. You know, and and your body knows how to deal with these situations. Now, again, last March when the virus first hit, it was deadly. And it's still deadly to old people. It's still deadly to people who are high like risk, obese. There are some high risk issues, no doubt about it. But mm-hmm. most of us are going to be okay because mm-hmm. COVID means cold. Yeah. So most of us are going to be okay. And, you know, it's so funny. Like I'm watching the news and they're like, schools have to open. And in my head, I'm thinking everything has to open. That is like, true. We can't you just know, be you can open up schools, open up the sporting events, mm-hmm. open up the restaurants. And people are going to get sick like we did with the flu. Gonna, and like with the flu, we're, we're going to be gonna careful. Cope we're going to have it. to take we're going to cope with it. But you don't, you know, I worry about, about people your age being in the house, playing video games, being in the basement. It's like, oh, you've got to be, you've got to get out there and date. 
You've yeah. got to get out there and live. You've got to get out there and love. Especially you know right now, it's impossible to socialize right now, especially when you're wearing a mask. Like right now, if I go to a bar, <laughs> I go anywhere, like it's very awkward walking up to a girl and just having that first impression of just like, I don't, I don't really even know what the bottom of her face looks like. I don't even, I even know what facial expressions she's giving me. And it's, and it's very odd. And it's just, and it's clearly not a way to live, you know? And sometimes I sit here and think, it's like, is this going to be the rest of our lives? And, Hopefully, I don't want to think it is. I mean, our lot, I think our lives are going to be different for the rest of our life. But I just can't wait until the day is that I'm like hanging out with my kids or just hanging out with my friends, and I'm older. And I'm like, remember that time we used to wear masks? Like, do you think we're ever going to have that time that we're ever thinking we're going to go back to just like that snap of civilization? I I think COVID, like the flu. First of all, it's a virus; it's never going away. Yeah, so that's it's true. Yeah, going to be here. So, society has socialized, you know. Right. We're going to build the antibodies to it. We're going to be, you know, our bodies are going to build the resistance. Are, are, should we wear masks maybe at certain times of the year if we want to be safer? Maybe. I think it's funny that you went somewhere and you met a girl with a mask. You know what? Maybe it's a new way to date. Just like, I don't know what you look like. Let me see if I can just get to know you. Yeah. Maybe you're a nice person and I won't care what you look like. You know? Yeah, she takes over. Maybe she has a grill. <laughs> she has gold teeth. Yeah, you know. I don't know. Just, you know, I feel like we're living in, uh, in odd times. But, you know, just to, just, to, just to get through it, uh, what, are, what are some things that you do for your everyday life just to keep yourself active and just like just to get out this and just to... And just to uh, and just to try new things, especially right now. Like I'm afraid to go to New York. I'm not really afraid, but certain people are afraid to go to New York, go out, and just go do different things. You know, because it's just like just the restrictions everywhere. You know, and there, and there are restrictions. You can't go to restaurants in New York City. But you know, I journal every day, and I make a list. My 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 question to myself every day is, "What do you want? What do you want?" And I make a list of what I want, and that's what I focus on. I think a lot of us have gained a lot of weight. I've gained a lot of weight from snacking and being home. Mm. So I'm trying to be a lot more mindful of what I'm eating. It's it's a lot about using your time constructively. I could be sitting on my phone, scrolling through things I'm like, what am I doing? An hour could go by. So if I feel like scrolling on my phone, I'm trying to go to YouTube videos that are gonna teach me something. Yeah. Whether they're self-help, whether it's a mystic. I love Sad Guru. He's an Indian mystic, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning something. So you're just constantly I, acknowledging yourself. Exactly, and then I'm trying to write more. So. Because I've gotten so lazy at night, sometimes I'm just sitting back. I'm like, all right, force yourself to write for 15, like write a new book for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then 15 minutes turns into an hour. You know what I mean? So exactly. it's just getting myself moving. I told you, I go out with my friends. I go out. I'm not going to lie to you. I go, we go, we, you know, I feel like the restaurants are social distancing. Yeah, you know, everything, uh, you know, everything, everything, you're just trying to get back into civil life. You're trying to live yeah. your life. You're not trying to live your life in the way that like, you know, I, you know what it is? It's just, what the thing is, is the media really is, it just pressures you to not, you know, like, they say to live your life, but as soon as you go to do something, like, they'll, they'll be like, oh, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this right? And it's just like, I'm just doing the best I can, you know what I mean? There's, everybody's behind their phone just judging everybody, and I think that's, that's the main problem right now. We're living in a, we're living in a time where, um, everything is just really, like, criticized to, like, do like social media and you don't really sometimes don't know what to believe through the false media, you know, and through all, all the people saying this, saying that. And it's sometimes it's just so overwhelming. And we live in a very time. It's kind of full of hate. How do you feel that like for a person who doesn't want to be involved with that? How do you separate yourself from that? It's a good question. So first of all, I'm very proud of you for being aware that there's a lot of false news out there and that even with this virus, like, a lot of things aren't adding up. A lot of things don't make sense. And young people 
need to ask the questions. And Victor, I don't know if you remember when nine. No, no, you're too young. No, I was like two I was or three. Teaching, yeah. I was teaching the day nine eleven happened. The attacks mm. happened, and I remember saying to the kids in the classroom, like there were a lot of planes still out that day. There were like eleven planes. They weren't talking about seven planes that were missing. Like you need to ask the questions. Like where are these other plans? What what's going on? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with this virus. It's like it's a, like they're saying, you know, you're going to get a vaccine. It's going to go away. No, it's a virus. It's never going away. If we studied basic science, mm-hmm. we know that. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of like uh, stress, manipulating and kind of kind of. Yeah, I feel like so it just. We, we, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, we have to. We have to ask questions. You're not being a bad person if you're questioning the media mm-hmm. because they're they're doing a little some skeptical things right now. And the, and I love what you mentioned about the hate. It's interesting because positive thinking, my philosophy of positive thinking and the law of attraction, judgment and and criticism are like are the lowest forms of energy. So I can't believe as a society we've come back to that. Like I will not allow myself to go there. I don't judge myself. I don't judge you. Mm-hmm. I don't criticize. Like I said to you before, unless someone's a murderer or something severe, we're all human beings having a human experience. We all make mistakes. We have to accept that and love that about each other. We've, as a community, we can't be beating each other up. So I don't go for that. Like I won't. I don't. I won't go for diversity kind of- and that and that separation that the issue that we're actually going on now. And don't you think it's just like when someone has an issue with something or like when someone's very naive or ignorant? Do you think it's like? Uh, a sense of of in like lack of intelligence lack of information on the source like because that's that's what we're dealing with right now that's that's what we're dealing we're dealing with a lot of just hate like yeah. just for just for honestly just i feel like we're living in the 50s right now you know i feel like we're living in the 50s and just everything is just mishmash you know like right, not no so. one's on one page and it's odd and i do not like I find it and it's extremely scary to bring up kids into this world right now. And I have a little brother and sister, seven, and my little brother's about to be seven, and my little sister's about to be three. And they're always in the house. And I don't want them to even have the thought that there is racism. Or, like, I want them, obviously, to know our history, but I don't want them to have a to have that type of understanding of hate, you know? Like, I don't want someone knowing that there's a... There's a hateful rally of people that want to get rid of these certain types of people. I just want my, my my little brother or sister to learn love, learn how to do this, and learn what's right and what's wrong. You know, there, there's a different way of uh, introducing things to, especially in education. A lot of people saying education. We got to start telling these kids that our founding fathers weren't so great. But if you tell a, I feel like if you tell a kid who's in first, fifth grade, you know, through then, that their their founding fathers were rapists or murderers and all this. I don't I don't think it's knowledgeable to be putting those type of words in their head, you know, because all oh, it's it's kind of like verbal abuse without even knowing. It's just planting tiny little bombs. And do you think a lot like a lot of people now, they just they just stick to the facts and they don't want to believe what like what the facts are? Like I I don't I just don't like what 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 is the hate that is stemming behind everybody? What do you think it is? I'm not I'm not touching that with a ten foot pole. Oh, okay. I think that there's I but I'm going to tell you that I agree with you in the sense that you know, if you're going to dig up dirt on every single person, you're going to dig up dirt on every single person. Like there's no country that hasn't been founded on war mm-hmm. and, and horrific violence. Every country stemmed from that. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's part of our humanity to overtake and overcome. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're beating up everybody, but so 
we weren't living back then. There were different circumstances. Mm-hmm. You can't judge somebody from in the 1700s, yeah. 21st century standards. Like, obviously, you know, like, and people get mad at me when I say this because they, they don't, because they're so angry. But like, my family came here in 1947, let's say, I think mm-hmm. it was, right after World War II, they left Greece and they came to America. And when my uncle was in his 70s and Barack Obama ran for president, mm-hmm. He voted for him and he called me after he voted and he said, who would have thought I would be voting for a black man for president? Like he was in awe mm-hmm. of what was happening in this country. And when I told a friend that she's like, well, she went crazy. She was so angry about it. And I was, I was like, you, you're missing the point. Yeah. He grew up in the fifties. Like this is a, a different mindset. Like, yeah. It was a different but, mindset. But also we are coming together. Like mm-hmm. in other words, it's not, it isn't all segregated. Yeah, it's the media it's, that really segregates it. I feel like yes. I feel like that's yes. what it is, and I feel like it's just yes. constantly pointing out the bad. But how do you like? Do you have any skills that like you do to yourself? Because like, I, I as an older as an older person, I know I should you should pay attention to like I, you should pay attention to the news. You should know what's going on in your country and what's going what's going to affect you. But when there's so much toxic stuff like during this COVID, like this during all COVID, right? How do you just just turn it off. Like even social media, like how, like what are like besides working, you know, there's working out and everything, but uh, is there any certain skills that how do you just like turn it off? Like just, I just, I can't watch it right now, but it's attracting, but I can't watch it. Is there any certain skills that people should go by? I, I think you have to watch it. I think you have to know what's going on. And then I think you need to research it. Like I go to many different sites and many different sources and I fact check. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think right now, we have an obligation in this society to fact check. So when people make outrageous claims about others or whatever, you can say, wait a minute, that's not true. Mm-hmm. This is the fact. So I think when you go to, when you're looking at facts, like someone said to me, well, what political party are you? I'm like, I'm a fact checker. I don't care about political parties. Yeah. I want to know the truth. So when you come from that point of view, it's neutral. You're not angry. You're not you're not yelling, ranting, and raving. I just want to know the facts. Just want to know the facts. And I think that's really important for mm-hmm. us as a society to. We can't ignore it. Like my husband, would be like turn that off. I can't watch it. I'm like, no. It's the it's our history right now. Mm-hmm. We have an obligation to be a part of it. We have an obligation to, to, you know, to educate ourselves and know what's happening in our community and spread the right word or the right message. You know, I, that, that's how I feel. I think that helps me descend from being angry and, and kind of how just unjust it is. It's very unjust. Some of the things that are happening, but again, I'm fact checking. I want to know mm-hmm. the facts. Now let's then let's go off topic a little bit. Let's, let's talk about like, uh, I, I was watching on one of your, uh, on some of your Instagram posts and I, and I realized you said the word that you love the word create. And now yes. can you tell me the reason why you love the word create? Because when I was depressed mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I feel like when I was in high school, everything was great. I don't know why. But then once I got out of high school, I had no skills to be an adult. Like nobody taught me how to adult. And I got very, <laughs> right? Like yeah, no one, no one, no one tells you, you what to do. Like, how do you adult, you know? <laughs> and I went through some really difficult times. Like made bad decisions, just lost, you know? And my depression was so like, it overwhelmed me. It consumed me. And I had to learn that I didn't have to be depressed. Mm-hmm. So it was like these little baby steps that I took every day to smile more keep a gratitude journal, do more positive things for myself, pursue different friends, maybe, you know, different job. I moved. Like I did so many little things for myself. I was creating a life that I loved. So 
when I was in my depression, and of course I blame my parents, I hated them. I felt like they did this to me. They weren't there to support me. They were always fighting. They got divorced. They were into their own lives. But then it becomes, all right, so now you're 26 years old. You can still blame your parents. Like, what are you doing for yourself? Mm -hmm. So it just became a constant, what are you going to do here? What are you going to do for yourself? And then answering that question. So I realized very, like, very early on, it was all with me. Every decision I made, I was creating my life. Mm -hmm. So what was I going to decide to do? Was I going to date him? Was I going to date somebody who drank too much, let's say? Yeah. Was I going to take a better job that was going to pay me better? Was I going to go back to school so I can get promoted? Like, what are the better decisions to make in your life? And that's what I started doing. Like, my decision making became, well, what's the end result going to be? Is this going to be a better life for me? Mm -hmm. And that's really how I got to be where I am today. And I'm really proud of myself for that because nobody helped me. I had to do it all by myself. Congratulations. And you know, you're going to keep on striving too. And what's, what's yes. amazing about it is you've gotten through all that. And people don't realize is that once you get like, people think it's like, when, like you know, oh, you got you to strive now. But you're, no matter what age you are, no, it doesn't matter if you're 90 or, or, or 12, you're always going to be striving to do something. You're always going to be constantly working on yourself. And that's what's like, some people got to realize that you're not in a rush. You're not in a rush. Just slow down. Like a lot of people get all these face designs, all these face tattoos. And I'm just like, how do you know you're going to like that 20 years from now? Like, you're what, not, yeah, you're like not. what if? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. the times are going to change. And, what do you like? Do you, what would you say to those people who make those impulse decisions that they're in a rush to do something that is so bad that they kind of self sabotage? Yeah. What what are what are some of the things that you kind of saw in your life that you're like, oh, I really want this, I really want this, but you're working for it so bad, but it failed because you were you were going the wrong routes to it. I think that I think very early on, I learned to make better choices for myself, like. Uh, I never did drugs, you know, mm. like, well, my brother was a drug addict. So obviously that I feel like he helped me make that decision early on. Yeah. Um, I just feel like I, I, I had to very consciously and it wasn't easy, like stop hanging around with certain people. I had to consciously, like when I was dating, like just, I no impulse decision-making with dating, you know, go out on a date, eat dinner, whatever, say goodnight, thank you very much, shake hands, like mm. not even a kiss. Like I, I, you know, like just really setting up some nice boundaries, boundaries. so that whatever was, whatever was going to happen next was my choice. Yeah, you made your own bed in, in the sense. Exactly. Yes. And you mentioned something else that I wanted to say to you, making your own decisions, um, something else you said that really was important, um, making your own boundaries, making better choices, um, focusing on your career, like, oh. You know, a lot of my friends were like partying all night. Uh, it, this is a big one. Mm -hmm. A lot of my friends were partying all night or partying after work. Like they'd go to happy hour and I'd be like, you're spending money. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying I didn't do it, but I yeah. stopped quickly. Like I didn't do it every you day. You checked yourself. You know, like, yeah, exactly. Cause like I had to get up for work and I didn't want to be hungover. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to make sure I was dressed well. Like if I'm looking to be professional, I can't be like out all night or I can't be like calling out sick because I'm hungover. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with the drinking, like, you know, like in the afternoon, like going to happy hour. It's like, what are you doing? Like, what are you, is this really like what you want to be hung over at six o'clock and you've spent a hundred dollars that maybe you could have used for something else, like just starting to make better decisions all the time. And, and it was great because even though it was hard initially, it was, it was hard mm -hmm. to say no, I wanted to go yeah. out with everybody. And do you think in that every, end, worth it. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, in the end it was worth it in the mm -hmm. end. And I want to go back to relationships for a minute. Just okay. want to say something. That was, I was but in the end, 
in the end, it was worth it. In the end, I, look at me. I'm a, you know, I'm a supervisor at a high school. I'm a college professor. I'm writing books. You know, like you're I'm living, proud of myself. Good, yeah, you, you're, setting, you're setting a life for yourself and you're setting a good example for your son as well. And, right. and then he's going to do the exact same thing for his children as well. And then you're, you're setting a line, you're setting a bloodline, exactly. you know, you stop, you stopped it from your childhood. You stopped that, yes. you know, you stopped the badness and then you, and then you knew you were going to have to change it in some type of way. And you also wanted to talk about relationships. What do you, what do you think about, um, relationships now? And like, how do you feel, how do you feel two people being stuck with each other for probably six months straight, maybe not be able to socialize with everybody else? Do you think that young people nowadays rush into things too fast? Yes. I think social media and texting are awful for relationships. I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm very concerned about people that go on match or we- websites. Then they start. I, I see it all the time. because mm-hmm. I'm, co- I'm a coach. People c- call me. They're, they're texting, texting. It becomes sexting. You know that. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden when they finally meet for their first date, they feel like they've been in a relationship for six months and they go, they go flying into something that should take six months to a year then it fizzles out and they're all crying and upset. I'm like, you got this all wrong. Like you, mm-hmm. you slow down. Like you should just not be the, the steps to a relationship are slow. Our brains can't handle that kind of intimacy so quickly. You need to get to know someone mm-hmm. that takes time and that takes physical presence. Texting. And yes. Is and not I was getting to know somebody. That's a lot of thing. That's like, uh, one thing I can't stand is a lot of my friends, like, like we don't meet up anymore, and especially that's what happens now, especially because we have to social distance and everything. But there was a certain time we didn't see each other for almost nine months. All my that's friends, crazy. some of my female friends, and I'm just like, oh, it's just, and I was just socializing through words, through a phone the yeah. entire time. And I'm just like, oh, like, I'm just like, what do I do today? Like, I have to FaceTime my friends to hang out with them. Like, it was, just, it was, it's very, it's very, it's very like, very frustrating. Forget depressing. Like depressing's already yeah. on there. It's already on the table. It's very frustrating to be a best friend to your phone. It's pretty much being a oh, best friend to a robot. You know. Horrible. My son's your age. You know, he's eighteen, and I'm like, we we have we've been having this conversation since he's young. Get out of the basement, turn that video game off, and go out and go find your friends. Go do something. Mm-hmm. And he does. Like he'll invite people over. They hang out in the <laughs> yeah. backyard in the summer. Yeah. But I I have to force it. I'm like. I'm like, you just, this is not a way to live your life. Like Mm -hmm. I, it's scary to me. It's like they have their own community on it. It's like, it is a big community. It is a big, like a lot of my friends, there are really, 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 really big gamers to the point where they're in chats. All of them are in chats all day playing the video games together. And and yeah, you know, I get it. You know, I'm not going to bash what they love, but it just, it isn't, it isn't going to be great. You know, it isn't going to be a great turnout. Yeah. (laughs) It's not living. And I'm going to tell you, Victor, I know men who are in their thirties and forties, that are still doing it. Life is passing them by and they don't even know how old they are. Like they're still in the basement. Yeah. And that's something that I will not let my son do. I'm like, no, you're going to live. You've got to get out there, meet people, socialize, feel the, you know, the human connection. Yeah. Those, travel, these are very travel, work, life experiences. The one thing that I, that I always uh, preach to people is that like, especially when they're graduating high school is like everybody thinks they have to jump to college. I love, I want to go back to college. You know, I always think it's, I I think it was appropriate that I took about two years off and, and I thought about it. I had my life experience. I lived on my own. I got jobs. I did everything I could. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's the one thing I always told people to do is just, just get a life experience. Like deal with dickheads like for 12 hours a day, deal with, deal with people rushing you constantly deal with when you have to go to a new job, something's different every week. Get stressed out. Stre- Honestly, yeah. the, 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 yeah. that builds character. If you're sitting there 
uh, just lollygagging all day, like life is going as a breeze, you're going to be miserable. Everybody's going to be like, oh, that person has millions of dollars. How can they be miserable? Just because everything's now easy. Everything is given to them. And like, it's, it's just like seeing the world. It's like seeing the world, the whole entire world in one year and then living the rest of your life knowing what everything's like. It's just like you got to take everything in increments. And how do you think, how do you think we can slow it down? Do you have any uh, tips to slow time down, slow life down to really pay attention that you're living right now? Like stop thinking about tomorrow, like constantly. Well, I think, I think we all have to put the phone down, all our devices down sometimes mm-hmm. and just look up, look up at the sky, like go out and go for a walk. Yes. Like, like you said, for, call your friends, like, Hey, we're meeting in the park. Let's go. We're going to go for a walk. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And just forcing ourselves to shift because even me, like I told you, sometimes at night I'm scrolling through my phone. I'm like, Oh my goodness. An hour went by. That's ridiculous. Yeah, like, I know. I make myself get up and go do something. So I think we've got to put our devices down. And I, and I do feel like, you want to talk about conspiracy theories. I feel like our devices were meant to dummy us down. That's like true. we're lulled, we're lazy, we're sitting, we're not doing, we're not talking, we're not mm-hmm. communicating. It's a little scary. I'm not a, I, I, I believe in God, but I'm not a big Bible person that I don't preach. I don't preach God. But I read something, I, someone, one of my friends told me something from the Bible and I kind of applied it into real everyday life. It's just not in, not in the religious sense, but like maybe in, right. in the life sense. So it says, uh, uh, those, those who, uh, uh, pay attention to like a uh, pointless objects, lose the face of God. And like, I thought of it in my own life. You know what I mean? I'm paying attention to a pointless object. That's my phone every day. And right. I'm not thinking I'm not, I'm not losing focus in God, but I'm losing focus in my life. I'm staying on my phone the whole entire time. I'm constantly scrolling instead of actually going to do what I want to go do. Like there's, there's a million one, there's a million and 10 times that I wanted to go sit in my room, shoot a little sketch, but I'm, I got stuck on my phone scrolling or someone called me or I just, I'm just stuck on this thing. And that's where I take that little Bible piece into everyday life is just like when you, when you, when you pay attention to pointless objects, like like fidget spinners, remember those things? Like kids were being literally dumb over them. Yeah. And things that are pointless objects that take up all your time, you lose the face of life. Like you lose you lose your direction in a, in a sense. Like you're just kind of stuck. Totally. And I feel like that's where a lot of people are right now. They're stuck in a way. And I don't I don't want people to be in that way. You know what I mean? I want people to have their fucking mindset. I'm sorry, I mean curse. But I want to have their people mindset, uh, their mindset and uh, they're looking forward. And um like do you and like, be inspired? Be motivated. Get 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 lit up. You what know? was it like back in the Dizzo day though? <laughs> like, where you woke up every day, Don didn't even have to check your phone. Like that's insane. Yeah. And then like twenty years we, of a we, difference. And we had the best time ever. But you know, the other thing, Victor, you mentioned about you know being inspired. Oh goodness, I, we, we we're talking so much. I forgot the point. Those oh the the point you mentioned about God. God is within you. Mm-hmm. God is your spirit. It's your soul. So that. That saying, you know, like the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, of course, if you go to church or whatever religion you are, every religion has a different point of view. But if you could just skip all that and just understand that you have an intuition within you and a soul within you. Mm-hmm. And that that saying refers to that, like you are losing touch with yourself. You're losing touch with your humanity when you're sitting there staring at this screen yeah i took every i I picked it apart i took religion out of it i took like like what's right and what's wrong out of it i just said like i applied it to my my own life and i feel like that's what everybody else should do with certain things and i feel like a lot of people pay attention to what people say is right you know what i mean like like if someone said if like there's a mob of people saying something that's right 
There's going to be those, there's going to be tens of people that are just going to say, yeah, 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 just yeah. because of, you know, and we all have to have our individual choices and our individual mindsets. And that's something that, um, that I really want everybody just like to really work on. Even just to think about people who are listening right now, just think about like your individual self, like be, be selfish, but not to hurt anybody else. Be selfish toward yourself. Like eat something like if don't bash yourself with every single meal, but don't spoil yourself way too much. Don't overdo it. If you if you're saying, "Oh yeah, I would have a chocolate cake tonight." All right, I have chocolate. But if you have it the three nights and three nights the next, right. it's just like, "All right, now you're just abusing it. You gave yourself." And that's the thing when you said before about partying. It's like, you know, you party after happy hour. It just sometimes we just love that feeling so much and we just abuse it. We just abuse it and then we just right. sometimes some people end up like, "Oh my god, I'm an alcoholic." You know, yeah. and that's and that's or, a dangerous or a drug route. Addict or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how some people but, just wake up, you know, they're like in a haze. But just like you said, you know, what all the things you just said, it, it you had to sit and contemplate those thoughts. You can't contemplate on the phone. Mm-hmm. So and I think a lot of people your age have lost that art of reflection of like, what is my life about? What do I want it to mm-hmm. be about? What do I want out of this life? And you know, and then going to go get it because like you said, it doesn't matter how old you are, you want that fire in you. Yeah. You always want to be wanting something and and pursuing something and having a passion for something. That's who we are as human beings. And a lot of us have lost that. And you made another comment that I definitely want to talk about. You know, maybe, maybe mommy and daddy are going to give you an inheritance and you don't Mm -hmm. have to go to work. You know what? If you've never worked, you have no idea how to spend money. You're going to spend that all in a month. I mean, I've seen people go through their inheritance, forget about a year, six months. And then guess what? It's not coming back and you're going to have to work. So Developing a work ethic now, even though it's hard, like you said, being money savvy is the most important thing right now. Yeah, and you and it just builds your character, builds your toughness when mm-hmm. you have difficult people that you work with, or someone's rushing you, or someone has a high expectation of you, when you have to learn how to do something. Mm-hmm. It's all good stuff. It's all part of life. Yeah, and I think I think some people just dread those moments so much, and they run away from them. They're like, "Oh, this guy, this guy Rick's an asshole at work." So I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit this job instead right. of deal with this asshole. And then you go to the next job. Then there's five assholes. I'm like, oh, God. Right. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I can't quit this one now. I should have stuck with that's the one. A, and, that's your and, life lesson. And, and, that's your life lesson. You know, and that goes that goes for people that you date, too. You know, when, when you're dating somebody and it's a bad breakup, instead of being upset about the breakup, you have to ask, what's my life lesson? What was I meant to learn from this person or about myself? And that's the key to life. If you can keep looking at everything as a lesson, what am I supposed to learn here? You'll learn it and you can move on. Yeah. And I really, I really think, I really think people just should apply that to relationships more often, just so people are just more mindful for other people. Maybe because people, people don't think about it. Every person, every person has came from a mother, right? And there's obviously twisted people up in the world, obviously. And and then, like, my, for me, like, I, I had a, I had a trouble upbringing, but my mom always did the best that she could to always make sure I was the best kid, you know? And right now, she's doing the best she can to be the best mother to my little brother and sister, and she's doing a phenomenal job. And it's just the thing is, that when I grow up, right, and she what she taught me, what she always told me is that she, she didn't want, she doesn't want me to have the lifestyle that I had growing up. And that's the thing that everybody should, like, I feel like sometimes we're, like, we're all stuck in a depression, like kind of like we're yeah. all like we're all oppressed, like we're all we're all kind of just like 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 let's say like my like my uh, like my my grandfather's an alcoholic, my, my then my father's an alcoholic, and then why not I be an alcoholic? I got to drink those problems away too, and then all of a sudden it just becomes a chain of events, and all of a sudden you have a generation of 
of of alcoholism and then it just but it, it stems from different little things it just but you, you may like you you made a stand you said i gotta stop it right you gotta stop the bloodline and people nowadays have to just stop that bloodline so people's got to snap in like if you're if you're doing something bad admit it like if because people right. a, lot, a lot of people nowadays just can't like they just blame everything and they're like oh like life sucks blah 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 this blah 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 that but then the, you don't realize you 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 effed over millions of other people throughout your life you know like and then like you gotta wonder you know what goes around comes around and that's the one thing i want a lot of people to like understand is just like good if you spread good if you just be good to other people life will just be so easy you won't be like living in guilt like i like i don't like the reason like the one thing i always love about myself is i never lived in guilt i never was mean to somebody for my own frustrations no, no. i mean there has been a time where i would maybe been a, an asshole to one person this and that and i always apologize always try to because that's me admitting that i was an asshole and that's me saying okay like my mom always says like i'm that's good that i can self-reflect now at my age and because that's not a lot of people do you know people focus on their issues when they're 30 or 40 and then that's when they're they 50 yeah and then they start living life at then yeah. you know the people got and a lot know, to learn and you mentioned a great one blaming you know it's so easy to blame somebody else for your problems but then you're, you're not taking responsibility for them so even though it's easy to say it's someone else's fault if you don't learn your life lesson those that problem's going to keep showing up for you over and over because mm. you're not fixing it Exactly so you're right. taking responsibility and saying, you know what? I screwed up. I drank too much or I screwed up. I shouldn't have quit that job or I wasn't trying hard enough at my job. I wasn't professional or whatever. Owning it, owning it and not, not criticizing yourself. That goes back to what I was saying earlier. This world's become so critical. It's just owning your humanity and saying, you know what? I could do better next time. I could do better in the next relationship. I'm going to do better at my next job or I'm not going to drink because I want to be better than my parents or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. It, and it's hard work. It's not easy. But it's, when it's, you the do temptation it, sometimes can always take over, you right. know? Right. But, you've, but the feeling of accomplishment is amazing, especially with relationships. Those of us who didn't have a good example at home, who can make relationships work, that's a big deal. Like I'm married 22 years. That's a long time. And it wasn't easy because you know what? When things weren't going well financially or when we were fighting, I had no... I had no book to open and say, how do I fix it? You know, yeah, there's no I magic word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I fixed it with love and no judgment. So did he, you know, really just trying to like be present for each other and accepting each other's humanity. We weren't perfect. We're not perfect. Mm-hmm. And yes, let's try to work at this. So it's a beautiful thing when you can get to that point and really be that self-reflective and aware of your own behavior mm-hmm. and, and then be able to act on it in a positive, loving, constructive way. Yeah, I really think it's positive just to just to think through your pro like literally just think constantly. And uh, do you like uh, we're we're cutting almost in an hour? But do you have any? Like, you, yeah, we're almost in, we're almost an hour in. That was this okay. is a long conversation. But uh, uh, just before we go, you know, I'm actually two more questions. Uh, if you were had to say something to your younger self today, right? If you had a if you were if your younger self was in a tough time or that could, that someone else could relate, what would you say to your younger self? I would say, believe in yourself. You're beautiful. You're competent. You're worthy. You know, uh, go live your dreams and don't let anything hold you back. Believe in yourself. I wish someone had told me that. Yeah, that is beautiful. And that is true. It's like, you know, all you got to do is spread and love. Worthy. And it's confidence. Yeah, and, and worth. I'm yeah. worthy. That's and, uh, it. We're, you, all, we're all worthy. 
Everyone's worthy. Now, do you? Uh, now, I'm gonna leave and everything, and I'm gonna leave everything in the description, in the bio, and everything. Your uh, your website and everything, so you don't have to say everything. But uh, do you want? You can say you can throw out a little plug where to find your book and everything if you want right now. Okay, so my books. I, I wrote a lot of ebooks. They're short. They're quick to the point, and uh, they're on my website, georgettevanvliet.com. I'll give you the information, and they're really what we're talking about now. Little tips to help you create a life that you love, and little tips of how to release negativity. Any negative feelings you're holding are holding you back from living your best life. So yes, life is challenging, but there are positive ways to look at it. So that's what my books focus on. Wow. That's, oh, I hope everybody, everybody go check it out. You know, uh, you know, we're living in a time that we need these types of tips, you know, and, uh, and I thank you. I want to thank you so much for, you know, just coming on and, you know, just, you know, preaching your word. I, I guarantee a lot of people will take something out of this and be able to live their everyday life with it. So I want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in and, uh, keep on, uh, keep on rocking with the free world and, uh, go look at Georgia, Georgette Van Vliet. Uh